Yeah. Making promises you won't commit to. Did you love me or love potential? Issues is what it turned into. It's all said and done, so I'm done reminiscing on moments that could have been fundamental. Calling me crazy was an understatement. Yeah, that's no debating. Did what I did because for you I would have took the cases. Yeah, that's trial and error. Standard was high as ever. Now I never settle. I'm in search of finding better. Yeah. I gotta save my worth. Exhausted all my energy to make it work. Barely knew yourself, I guess that made it worse. Niggas broke your heart, I tried to break the curse. Don't take it per, so no. Cause I needed the practice. Learning mind and my business. And I seek a reaction. I need better decisions. I remember my status. I guess it all makes sense then. I guess I understand it. Yeah. This the closure I needed. Study mistakes so in the future I wouldn't repeat it. Hitting your ex up, I bet that you ready to see him. You live in reverse, planting seeds in, then when it soiled the dirt. Summer was playing games, you was enjoying them first. Things change, that's how the seasons work. That's why we never keep in touch. I wanted shit to spring with us, but you pray for our fall. All the winter bells kept ringing for me to evolve. Moving on, let's address something that actually matters. Entering chapters of my life where success is involved. It's never jaded, the people just wanna hear it faster. Making moves, I won't descend, I just climb up the ladder. I tend to write love stories that I can never finish. Like Final Fantasy, I never completed a mission. That's the way I'm living. Got this weight off my shoulders, now aiming with precision. Love is patient, but patient come with certain conditions. Certain positions pushing me all the way to my limit. I never meant to do this. God knows I'm only human. There's some things. You are tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. What's going on, peoples? What's popping? What's popping? Oh, he said, "What's popping?" How y'all feeling? We um, we back, baby. It's Tuesday, and um, we about to get real funkified. Mm. Can I get an amen? Amen, boo. No, no. All right, screw it. Then, like y'all, like hey, y'all, act like somebody today. just ran y'all dog over. Is everybody okay? Mac, you good? No, I'm making it. I'm making it. What's up, mate? Barry. What's up, main man? His mic is me. LB, what's good? What it do? What it do? What's going on? Not much. We are here. Um, I'm gonna get that off my screen later. Um, good times. Everybody, take a second. We glad you're here. Hit that share button. Tell a friend to tell a friend the cooling the gang show is on. What's up, Linnea? Linnea, you're always on time. Linnea, you get here before I'ma say the gang because <laughs> I'll be sitting here in my chair waiting for these colleagues to come in. And it just like, and I send out the stuff early now. Like they get the access to the room by like five twenty-five. Stop reaching! You took a whole cartwheel and a leap. Stop it, it. was five twenty-five. Let me check my messages. Just what you want credit for today? Five. <laughs> <laughs> yep, got fired. Okay. Sure Let me just go ahead and move on then. Oh yeah, it's a new little setup. I see, boo. Um, so uh, versus. Huh. I watch I'm, I'm was that not the, the whole was that just not hip hop royalty at its best? Was that just not <sighs> mm. See, the way people talking about it, you would think it was only Jada could stay. Yeah, oh he was definitely the MVP. Yeah, he Jada was, was definitely the MVP. Versus was like that was good for hip hop. And I know G said before, like, man, all they gonna do is play songs they featured on, but I gotta tell people it's called versus. It ain't called songs. Songus? They, <laughs> they, they call features either. Boom. Well, 
It's called Versus. All I need, what, if I got a verse on it, it's mine. If I got a verse, I got the verse, it belongs to me. But it was, um, did y'all, I know y'all didn't watch it though. I watched it. I I know Mac watched it. I know Mayberry ain't watched it. Did you watch a little bit of it? A little clippy clip? Why you had to try to put me out there? See, Mike, you start with me. Because I know the professor didn't. You was my only last hope. I know he didn't look at it. He just. No, I didn't. There wasn't enough fruits and vegetables in the screen for him, so he ain't had no time for it. If it ain't no. No clapping going on. I don't really want to see. It. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking about? A round of applause? What kind of yeah. clips? Or a small thunderstorm? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> you know what he talking about. You know what he talking about. Um, <laughs> The shit that pissed me off about it after the verses, everybody act like Jada was a new artist, like they ain't know he was that dope. Right. Stock went up, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it did. They said his streaming, his streaming went up by 200 percent after the verses. I saw that. Well, there may have been a lot of young heads who really didn't listen to Jada Kiss that was now put on. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to this bubblegum rap, so they tuned in. And heard some real shit, and they like, oh, this is what the old folks talking about. <laughs> Freak, like, but uh, Freaky Ziki, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, yo, I know, I know Freaky had at least one verse on some of that shit he wasn't doing. No, he was the hype man. They said he was the weakest link. <laughs> oh. Big G. I'm looking What's like, up, baby? What is Freaky doing now? But teachers on. I thought I had a clip. I don't know what the she hell happened. She came on as soon as you played his song. Right. Actually, I, actually I've been sitting backstage for the last uh, 10 minutes. Right, but no. Mike wants credit for him right. sitting at the thing at 525, but he leave people in there until 602. All the time. <laughs> won't, won't I do it? Yes, I will. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it was good. Uh, Versus was the shit. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, uh, Another thing, um, so this has been um, the talk of the town today on... um, What happened? Go ahead, yo. Go ahead. This is shit like this is why I hate you. Keep on with your story, yo. What'd I do? Keep on with your story. Oh, you saw what I named it on my sheet. Yes. Oh, so one of Shannon's peoples, you know... Yeah, Shannon was in Vegas last week. That's why she wasn't here. She went to a convention. And um, I thought about doing this shit to her, but I'd have had to take the kids. Oh, I got that agreement. You go, you take these, you take these little kids with you. You take them. I can't even find them. I thought I put it on here. Jesus Christ. Is this not my folder? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look. Mm, 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 mm. I did something different today. Well, you can't be changing up stuff in the middle of. Broadcast. That's what he do. That's what he do. Mm-hmm. I thought I downloaded and called. That's why I didn't want to give him credit earlier. No, no, it's not there. Lord yeah. Lord. You was just. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, Father God, we pray. Uh, this is my apartment as I came back home from Vegas. I had a convention in Vegas 
um, I was gone the second through the seventh came home to my apartment completely wiped out my husband left he left me my jewelry here in this room here you got jewelry you um, got money yeah and took everything else including some items that belong to solely me he also took the washer and dryer <laughs> god, god damn took the bed took everything out of here, cut off the internet service so I can no longer work from home. <laughs> and then clear out the closet here, which I'll come to light. Then closet here and left the wedding dress in here. I'll leave that right there for him. So, so the husband, you know, because this, this story took like, took a life of its own, like from shade room interviewing and it went viral. So before you free him, mm -hmm. you gotta fill in Go ahead, you fill in the blank. I don't know. She the also apparently did a shade view, shade room interview. interview. Mm -hmm. I guess where she broke down and explained a little bit more in depth. I guess what was going on and that she had no clue that he yes, was going did. to roll out. But in that interview, she stated that he was uncomfortable with her being an entrepreneur. Pretty much gave her an ultimatum: it's either us or your business. Um, and that then she said that um, he he wine and dined her before she left and that they even had, I guess, sex and everything. So she was under the impression that everything was good. Um, called his mother, I guess, going off about what happened. And the mother stated to her, um, you're just mad because he beat you to it. Um, hmm. Well, she was kind of upset because she's like, she doesn't have a mother. She was like a mother figure to her. So she was, she was like, it's almost like he's taking her side. I'm like, that's her son, but okay. Um, so those, I think that was kind of like the little things that um, she dropped in there. She was like, you know, a lot of people have reached out to her um, and has helped her. She got a mattress for free. They gave her um, food. She's gotten food and mattress and of course money. I know personally in my private group, when the story was shared with us, immediately it was said, how can we help her? What's her cash app? Cash app was dropped in my group. So I know folks have helped her. Now, the husband has now responded, which is what Mike has. Just going to kind of fill in. But let me tell you this. It ain't no way in hell he cleaned out that and she ain't know that shit was coming. I just no. want to know what happened. Hey, at like, least he left. At least she's still blinging with her paparazzi and shit. Got jewelry, she got money, baby. <laughs> Yo, that's all he left for. <laughs> but right, but so that's what I'm saying. Like, if a guy get that petty, something had to have transpired. But dude's gonna roll out. He gonna take his own stuff and he gonna roll. A guy that's, that what really he just took the paintings off the wall. He just took the Wi-Fi. So he'll <laughs> that's petty. No, he Don't said he said away from the house. She chose her business, so that's all he left for is the business shit. He left for her wedding dress. <laughs> all right, so listen to his side of the story and see if. So uh, he put up a post, and I'm going to read it like him, so don't y'all talk about my reading. <laughs> all that knows me knows my heart and the person I am. There isn't a person that can under that can come under this post and say that they have had less than a pleasant experience with me. Here's the honest truth. There was a mutual understanding of separation. 
Me taking items was a favor to my wife because her storage was full and she was moving into a fully furnished apartment minus mattress that I helped her move into her her now roommate into her now roommate. I am not cold. I don't know. I am still playing paying the phone bill that supports all this madness because she needs that communication and I'm and I'm a caring person. I could have canceled the line to avoid all of this, but I know when my wife is screaming out for help, but at the same time wants to save the world. Her move out date was scheduled for this weekend, but I decided to leave a week ahead of my terms because that was self-preservation. Mismanaged emotions on her end is now is not in my favor living in an apartment with neighbors and things being beginning to escalate. I'm not upset at her at all because her reality is her reality, and I've learned that because I've learned that, but doesn't mean I have to continue to carry the burdens of father issues and trauma. That is a very hard, that is very hard to do. I still want her to win because life has been very hard for her. She needs a break. Continue to spoil her, but don't tear me down for protecting myself. By the way, I'm still rooting for her. Go win without me because we each, we were each other's stuck point in this season. Mm. Now I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go with old boy. My response definitely does not give off what I felt initially because mm -hmm. initially my biggest thing was okay if I, I I don't believe you don't know things are going left. Now you may not know he was gonna leave when it was gone, but my thing was like, yo, why take everything? Like that was my biggest thing. Like why take everything in the house online and leave her with nothing? He left her with a death. Yeah, she had that desk there. <laughs> I just took all the backs off her paparazzi earrings. <laughs> That's petty. All right. You are tuned in to the Lee and the Gang Show <laughs> on Blockworks Radio. But I mean, like, he took the router. Like, he took the gateway for her to do. To but, have but in reality, if you have a cell phone with internet, yeah. You don't you really have to the hot spot for her to be able to work from if home. You got, if you sign up for hot spot, hot spot yeah. is, not, is not a standard. It you got to ask for that extra. What do you mean? So if I don't have internet, you ain't got hotspot. But everybody don't. Everybody don't. It doesn't come with everybody's plan. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, but if if I didn't, because I'm not always connected to the Wi-Fi, and I still have service on my on phone, your phone on my phone to go live. It's called cellular. cellular. That's my point. Is that you don't lost your damn mind? If she's if he's still paying the cell phone bill, like he said. He left her with her lifeline. He could still go live. Oh, yeah, she can go live she from her phone. She can go live. Oh, I get what she's saying. You're thinking you're talking about the internet, though. No, right, but that's talking about her Wi-Fi for her to be able to use She does not work. need the internet. No, she got a phone. Okay, He's still right. paying a cell phone bill okay. so she could still work her business. Yeah. So he wasn't petty, petty, but he wasn't going. He said he wasn't putting up with her shit no more. Uh, Karen says, I don't think he did. Let's keep it real. I'm sure she took her clothes first. Why would he take her clothes? And if they had a move out date for two weeks later, and if y'all know, I don't, if you followed it, she kept talking about a mattress. I just need to get a mattress. I saw that like one or two times. If you had no furniture and he took everything in, why would you not me say, I need to start all over? I don't have yeah. It was the mattress that she kept referencing. And even to the point when she said, people have helped me, I got a free mattress. So obviously it does make me feel like when he said she's moved into a fully furnished apartment, she had plans to go there already. Because mm -hmm. I can't even find a full we just got back on Friday and Saturday. It's only Tuesday. You yeah. had something lined up already. 
Right. And if she knew what was going on, if she decided to go to Vegas and party her life up, her, her priorities fucked up. She's If she didn't move her stuff before she left. My whole thing is, is if you're creating a, a, a storyline that's false, or you were aware, like y'all had agreed, and he like, all right, I'll just make sure my stuff is out by the time you get back. See, I don't but think, he, I, I really don't think she knew that. Like, I, like, but even still, I mean, I don't know this. I don't know the situation. I'm just saying, if she had knowledge of it, and you sitting there playing completely dumb to diminish or demean this man's character, because you're doing it publicly, right? I mean, it's not like you just had a conversation with your girlfriends. You made it a public thing, which made the community feel like they can have an opinion. When you post shit, that's what you do. You leave it open for people to have an opinion. So. If there's any ill intent behind this whole thing where you're supporting tearing this black man down or whatever, I'm guessing, I don't know. I can't support that. I can't support that. Like, everybody needs to own their own shit. Like, if she knows she started it, then like, hey, you know, this is what happened. I came home, blah, 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 blah. But it just don't seem like that. Yeah, she's trying to get some of that Vegas money back. Yeah. I think she let her most, I think the fact that when she got back, that he had left before she expected him to leave. Pissed her off. He did what she told him to do, but he did what she told him to do. She just didn't do it on his timeline. She didn't do it and she didn't, it wasn't approved. He didn't get a permission slip signed because this had to have already been discussed. Exactly. She, he just did it outside she of what she did. It was pure emotion. I, I feel like, like I said, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I do feel like it was all pure emotion. And my thing is always, why all? Why is it for people that social media is the first place you run to to share your personal stuff? Like, no, I don't think she may have. I don't you need somebody on your side. I don't think she thought it would go viral. She needed some people on her side. She but, needed a. You, you need a. I think it's for people that need a pity party. You need. She needed a mattress. And she got it. There you go. That's, that's she got it. She got it. I just go. really believe that, that there's some, it's crazy because I'm like, I, I'm hoping that there's truth on both ends because, of course, I don't want him to think that, yo, you was just that petty and that, that bad of a man to do that. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm hoping that there's some truth to her story because I know so many people who have, matter of fact, someone literally just put in my group do y'all know her personally because they're probably looking to still try to help her so people are helping her and i pray that people are not helping her in vain well you're yeah, tuned into you the money from people? That's, that's shady i'm sorry mike no sorry. I'm, I'm, hey get it out y'all let it out you tune into the cool in the gang show live every tuesday night 6 p.m to 8 p.m take a second hit that share button hit that like hit that thumbs up hit that heart tell a friend to tell a friend about the cool in the gang show um, Dr. Dre. So <laughs> Dr. Dre is getting a lot of flack in the media because um his 38-year-old daughter is apparently homeless. Um the story is all over you the didn't place. Tell me that part. What that she's homeless? Yeah, you just Oh yeah, me. she's homeless. <laughs> Dr. Dre's estranged daughter says she's homeless despite dad's eight hundred million dollar fortune. Um, so the story is very Interesting, and I guess I, I we put up a poll on Cooley and the Gang. Um, I believe uh, ended up eighty three percent. The question was, should Dr. Dre still be financially responsible for his thirty eight year old daughter? Because I think the age is important in this. Because if you just say his daughter, 
I, I think that takes away from it. I, I think the age is important in it when you say it. So we put a poll up um, on Instagram. I think um, it was 83% yes, no. And then the rest was yes. And then on Facebook, it was 100% no, he's not responsible. No, 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 no. So um, what do you all say? Or do you all want to hear exactly the circumstances? Or do the circumstances even matter? Circumstances, to me, matter. I'm quite sure he broke her off before. She, he, he made sure she was straight before. She probably fucked that money up. Well, do I need to put homeless in here to make it even more? <laughs> like, when I put the question up? Yeah, I mean, because that's her issue. She's homeless and he's not helping her. So, I don't know. Um, first thing is, I think that as a as a parent, if your child is at a point where they they've blown all of the money you may have given them, then my question to you: what what values or what did you really teach them? I mean, giving them money is is a small thing in the grand scheme of things if you aren't teaching them anything. So, I think that really speaks to. What he's what he's taught or lack thereof. All right. Well, I'm going to give y'all some background on the story because NJ Rich says the circumstances matter. So let's run through this real quick. Um, her name is Latanya Young. Um, Young says she's asked her father and his legal team numerous times for financial support, but the cries have fallen on deaf ears. I'm homeless and I've been reaching out to my dad for help. His lawyer said that my dad doesn't want to help me because I've spoken I've spoken about him in the press, Young told the Daily Mail in a report published, published Wednesday. I feel like I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I'm just trying to communicate with him and see if he wants to talk to his grandkids. My kids are old enough to know who he is. They are in shock that he doesn't want to do anything with them. Um, she also goes on to say to make ends to make ends meet, the single mom young has been um, working at a warehouse where she's paid only $15 an hour as an assembler. She's also picked up a few gigs with DoorDash and Uber Eats, but the costs associated with maintaining uh, her vehicle are healthy, hefty. <laughs> the car is a, is a pretty penny. It's an SUV that costs $2,300 for three weeks and I only paid for one week. Sooner or later, they're gonna to wanna to take the car. So she's living in a rental, a rental car. Um, the report about Young is especially a big deal because of Dre's renowned riches, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Young previously shared celebrity gossip site page six last year that she hadn't spoken to her father in almost 17 years until he unexpectedly suffered a brain aneurysm in January. But it was like pulling teeth just to know if he was all right in the hospital, she recalled. Hmm. So at one point in time, I think she was getting money, but it must have been until she Keep turned eighteen. Is that his real daughter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a shame that you asked that, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. So at one point in time, he was, I believe. Um, oh, okay. Here it is, right here. I'm sorry. So it says Young did admit that her father has helped her out in the past to pay her rent, and at one point even provided a small allowance. But that swiftly came to an end in January of last year. So he's been supporting up until thirty, up until recently, because last year is fairly recently. So, what are you doing with your money, ma'am? You're mismanaging your money. You're not because your father is rich. Excuse me. You think you can live like a rich bitch? No pun intended. But you're not living in your means. You're not living within your allowance. 
to extend it so you can be comfortable. So you need to get out that rent, day. Grandpa, wild ride. Is that me? Oh, oh shit, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, a porno, yo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crazy. You want a show watching that old shit, boy? <laughs> but um, I you know, I, I I still think that as a as a parent, you have an ultimate responsibility. And if your children are not successful, you really have to take a, a real hard look at what you did and didn't do, and be be honest and be able to um make an assessment on what you can do going forward. It's not always about money. I mean, people, we always make things about money. It, sometimes it's just a lack of information. Like you haven't given a person enough information. You give the girl $100,000, but you haven't told her how to invest $100,000. Or you haven't told her how to save $100,000, how to live off of $100,000. You, you, I mean, the money is actually worthless if you don't have the information to go along with it. I have a homeboy and he actually might be listening. He might comment. He might not. But um, I remember me and him had this conversation recently. And what he was saying is when his son passed, which his son was young when he passed, he started asking himself the question of, was I actually a good father? And he said, I, he said, the reason why I was asking myself that question is because some of the things that my son was involved in, I didn't I didn't really take an active stance for it or against it. And had I done that and spent more time with him, maybe he wouldn't have been in the position that he was in to lose his life. So, I, you, you know, in these types of scenarios, you, you got to ask the real question of, all right, was he really a parent or was he just a father? Father just happens by default. You, you don't put a condom on or it's a hole in the condom or. You know, you shoot up the club, however you want to, however you want to, you ever want to go, and you wind up with a baby. A parent requires some sort of effort. You have to do something. You have to be involved. Um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I, I don't know. But at the same time, it just seems a little strange to me. And again, it's just my opinion. You have a parent that is a millionaire, and your child is homeless. I have a problem with it only because, again, I feel like where, where, where was the information? Like you can't, you can't give somebody money. I always said that if I hit the lottery, there's no way I will put money in the hands of my friends or family. It would be more in the, more in the, more in the form of a business. Why would I give you? $100,000 for you to just fuck off and do what you want to do and come back and ask me for it again. How about just create a business for you that will run itself and you can reap the benefits and rewards from the business. That makes more sense. And then teach you how to maintain a business and you know do the books and things like that. That makes way more sense than me just giving you the money. And Dre is intelligent. You know, and again, I don't know the ins and outs because there may have been things like that that happened. Like, I don't know if you guys know about the story with 50 and his son. If you listen to the story about 50 and his son and how they are separated, he tried that route. He tried the route of, of creating a business for his son. And he basically like, yo, my son fucked it up. 
it didn't kick. No, All right, so, so, so y'all know my role, devil's advocate. So what if, what if Dre, you know what? All right, you know I'm gonna do something for you. What if he goes to his daughter and say, "Look, all right, give me my grandkids, but you gotta figure this shit out." I'm sorry. Is that is that a a, a fair? Uh, is that does that you know redeem him in the eyes? Because um, some of the comments. So um, Stephanie says he was. He has provided with her with many opportunities and she either didn't accept them or she or she blew it. Mm-hmm. She is almost 40 years old, so he should not take care of her, but he should make sure the kids are OK, which mm-hmm. I agree with. But then we have. Um, who was it? Um, Paulette she disagrees. Paulette says, how could a, fa- a father should be ashamed of himself? He does not have to answer to me or no one else but the man upstairs. So something like an NJ Rich, I believe, also said, you know, Fatherhood, parenthood is from the cradle to the grave. However, oh, he said, however. I, I, yeah, I agree with it. Parents changes as the child gets older. There are yeah. plenty of things that make it work without support. I think that he should have a relationship with the grandkids, but she needs to live within her means. Yeah, see, that's what I think. Like my thing right now is the grandkids, and I tell Shannon, like I tell Shannon this shit all the time. These kids ain't gonna kill me. I'm going to get you to where you need to be. After that, like, I'm, I can't live the rest of my life taking care of adults. Like, for, eventually, she and I need to actually be a real couple because, I mean, we've been surrounded by goddamn children since we've been, like, we need to be alone. So I'm not going to take Just care of adults. For the rest of my life. Now I'll we love got that you. Problem. That's not gonna never be a problem. No, never. I'll love you, and you know, and I'll I'll do my best to put you in a position, but I'm not going to take care of you for the rest of your life. I'm not. I, I'm not doing it. And I'm I may be looked at as a bad, but I'm not doing it at all. Period. I don't think that I don't think that's wrong. The thing is, is of course we don't know the backstory. We don't know how many times that he saved her. We don't know how many times she blew the money. He could have positioned her and put her in great situations, and she very well could have. Blew the money, drugs, whatever. Or he could have put up in a house and she probably moved Nook Nook in there and he was all in there on his dime. You know, we don't know the situation in the scenario. I definitely believe parenting doesn't stop when your cho- your children get older because even as an adult, I go to my father for advice. My father still talks to me and holds me accountable for certain stuff. So I don't think your parenting should stop. But I also believe that kids are coming up. I know she's 38, but the privilege is real. And especially in a place where people, your parents have money, you're sitting back and looking like that's automatically mine. No, he had to hustle and grind to get to where he was. If he sits here and spoon feeds you, then he's not preparing you for the real world. Because what if he didn't have that money? Then what? You would still be homeless and trying to figure it out. So I feel like there has to be some initiative on that side and you can't put all the onus on him. But I definitely think he should definitely take you on the children. If she's that irresponsible, I don't know what she's projecting on those children. And if they in the car, that's a whole level of neglect. They shouldn't have to experience it. So if he can put them up, then yes, I'm off it. She got to get out that rental though. That that that's that's just a bit like that that rental. I know she needs somewhere uh, a roof over her head, but that root that rental is a. Uh, don't they got motel sixes or something out here? Probably be cheaper than that rental car. Like yeah, exactly. The I mean, the price for that rental car. I mean, unless you got to get to work, I'm just trying to figure out what the car for. What you moving around with Uber Eats out here, Lyft? You know, you can get food. 
But that's what I'm saying. You doing Uber Eats in a what? Twenty three hundred dollar per every three weeks? Like that's crazy. So yeah, it seemed like she's the type of person that that uh, try to she's live with uh, her means. Because yeah, thirty eight, I don't care how much daddy may not have taught you. At what point do you you out here a mother? Do you teach yourself, learn, and know that? Because I'm pretty sure this. Dad has cut her off more than once. I'm pretty sure. So if you haven't learned it from the first, second time the dad cut you off, let me do something different. Let me see how I can extend this money that daddy's giving me and make it work. You don't need no help. Sorry, sis. And it seemed like one of them situations where I know I, I know her mother told her, you know your daddy ain't shit, right? Now, mm-hmm. I know this is one of them situations right here. Like, you know your daddy ain't shit. But uh, Dr. Will is here. What's up, cousin? Hey, what's happening, fam? I ain't even gonna bullshit y'all. I've been so excited. Like, I don't, I don't know why I love it when family come on. Like, but like, I've been excited for this show since you know we talked about it. So, um, yeah. you must have some issues. You need closure on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, like, just like, yeah, yeah. We we gonna talk. We gonna about turn it. this into a Doctor Phil session. Oh <laughs> no! If my camera go off, do you know? Is, <laughs> I, I gotta adjust yeah. myself over here. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, did you heard about the Dr. Dre situation? His, his daughter's homeless. Yeah, um, I heard about it. I, I feel like these these problems is out of my tax bracket. That <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a crazy situation, right? Because it's um, I don't know. The the devil's advocate in me is like grown woman, but the I mean the the father in me is like that's your kid. Mm-hmm. Um. And and he got it. I mean, that man's that man's not hurting. So I don't know. I, I haven't uh, I ain't really dive into that. Like I'm, it's just hot as hell in here. Like, I'm sweating like a slave in this garage. But, um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Um, that's one of them situations I ain't really speak on. I ain't really really put a whole lot of lot of thought to because I'm like, I can't. I don't know what it's like to have billions of dollars to be able to support or to have that. I I just know if it was my daughter. It was my situation, and she was in that situation. She got everything I got, forever, mm-hmm. and that's just no my matter how irresponsible she is. Ooh, see, that's the caveat. That's the caveat. <laughs> um, see, that's why I said I can't. It, it's levels. Really it's levels to that conversation. Yeah? Yes, I do. How you know she's irresponsible just from? Because there's we no, really don't. There's know. no way me, as a 38, 40 year old woman with kids. And I'm getting support from my rich daddy, however daddy was given up until January of last year, that I would put myself in a position for daddy to say, he ain't going to support my ass no more. That's number one. Or make use of what daddy gave me up until that point to work it so that when daddy said, Shannon, your ass is on your own, that I won't be like, I'm good. I got that business. I done put that money in that business. I done did that. I done flipped it. I gave it to Doughboy. Whatever I did with it. (laughs) Whatever I did with it, I made it work so me and my kids would not be without because number one, my kids would be my number one priority to make sure that they are good no matter what. Shannon is is preaching. A A mother will hustle in a whole totally different way. You better get some paparazzi. You want to sign up under me, Bo? (laughs) 
You are tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. I keep hitting the wrong button. Yes, right, David. David, he didn't want to. He didn't want to support paparazzi. He wanted to support. Who was I trying to hit? Yeah. See, that's why I was non-committal. I was like, as soon as I say something, Shannon gonna rip me up. So I'm like, even like, nope. I'm really not that bad. You got it. She got that coombs in her. Don't take long. No, com- no uh, comment. No comment. <laughs> so, so real quick, one more thing about that. So I know you guys have seen. Some of you have seen that. That little series they used to come on called 30 for 30 Broke, right? No. 30 for 30 Broke? Yeah, ain't it 30 for 30 Broke? I ain't never heard of it. On ESPN? Yeah, on ESPN. ESPN. Oh. I seen 30 for 30, yeah, yeah. I ain't so, I'm so you have you have uh, uh, players that had hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, right? And in the end, they wound up losing all their money. It's not that they didn't invest they just made bad investments. They made bad decisions. And in the end, they wound up working regular jobs. I know not some of the people that was on there, but I know some of the some ex-football and basketball players that are high school coaches. I know some, and I'm talking about pro league, might got might have a ring and all that shit, but they are high school coaches. They don't have the millions of dollars anymore. But guess what else they have? They have a college degree because they already knew that they needed to have that to be successful in life. They already already figured that. The reason why I still stand by what I said about education and about teaching his daughter certain things is because he may have given her money and she may have put it into businesses that failed. And it may have happened over and over again. And again, we all speculating because none of us really know the whole story. But um, if that happened, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, as a parent, never mind the money, as a parent, have you ever talked to your children about finances? Most of us, most of us struggle with money because we do not understand finances. Ike comes on here and talks about stuff for real that are basic things that are wowing to some of us, you know, because we were never taught finances. Dre is in a position where he has a level of understanding about finances. Not only does he have a level of understanding, he don't have to understand any of it. He got a whole team that can teach finances. So my thing is, if your daughter is struggling with money, it's not about the money. It's about the understanding of finances. You gotta help her with understanding finances. Now, me personally, Again, I'm not big on giving people money because I know how that works. I know how you got a couple when you get your paycheck. What uh, what what uh, what the fuck is his name? Juvenile. When he was like uh, when you broke, you drove. When you got money, you got boo places to go. And that's mm-hmm. that's how it is. And when you have money, you just got all this stuff that you want to do, all these things that you want to buy. You go in the market. Okay, I need that right there. Oh yeah, shit. They got a rice cooker. I need that shit too. Let me get that. Okay. But you go home and you ain't got no money. You know what you do? You put that goddamn rice in a, in a, in a uh, pot and you do the one minute and boil it back, right? But see, when you got money, you want to try to buy all these crock pots and air fries and shit because you don't understand finances. You don't understand saving and investing. You know, I, I just think that to me personally, and some of you may disagree, I feel like the success of your children is a direct reflection of your teaching and not teaching of your children. That's just my opinion. 
I agree with that. I don't agree, but I I can understand. Yeah. Okay. That. I I get both of them. I'm a drink. But I I can see that. So so Stephanie had a great question. Stephanie said, so at her age, does she still need to be educated? I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Are you still learning things at this age right now? Every single day. Every single day. So the answer is yes. And learning never ends. It never ends. Yeah, the answer is yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I listen to the same things. Now than ever before because of all that she's been through and she's lost. Even now. She yeah. need a she need a she need a beat. Some about her pain. Some about pain. Some about pain. Get their mind right. I told some hours that. Some. <laughs> I was about to say, please put up a sign. He promoted that movie. Who was that movie? Cuzzo, I'm gonna tell you this. Since the last time you've been on the show, we've been put off of YouTube, like, <laughs> suspended, banned from you. Like, like it's official, league. official. Oh, oh, mate, that's what I called you for the other week. Yes, we've been, we've been. Wait a minute, we lie. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. We lie. I told him last week you ain't answered the phone when I called you. you I mean, y'all doing something right then. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mayberry, we we have been our services have been terminated on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube said F us. You know that text message you sent me when I text you? Oh yeah, they're not in service. That's yeah. YouTube sent you. <laughs> I, I mean, we've created a new page since then, but we keep that on the low low. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we'll see how the thing unfolds. I, I don't believe Dre will make any sort of statement. Um, he yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he's going to say them anything. Kids. He's going to keep it yeah. moving. And, um, but I, but I do think that um, if anything, the grandkids need to be, you know. Yeah. So what y'all think about success then, like on that point? Because it seemed like the only reason why we all care about it is because we all know who Dre is. Like, mm -hmm. If you're the one, it's easy to be the family member of the successful one. But like, does the successful one, by virtue of his success, now have a responsibility to carry everybody in the family? Somebody else was just... Fit. Fifty said the same thing. Was that? I, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought I like. Fifty had the same conversation of talking talking about when he doesn't even like to go home for holidays anymore because people always got something to say about what I did for one person and didn't do for another. Didn't do for the other. Yeah. So who, who, do you, who do you all feel that you are financially responsible for? Me personally, my once I get past my parents and my grandparents. But I I don't feel like I'm I'm responsible for my parents i feel like that's also a i choice. just feel like i need to take care of my parents like you know yeah, they, I, mean, I feel like my parents shouldn't want for anything unless I, I they, it, they develop more for being some sort of drug not, habit then i gotta not, cut them off you don't have to that's a choice mm. hey look, 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 look real real fast i'm, I'm about to get out of here because i'm sitting in this car and it's lightning and thundering oh, um that's the same thing, right? i, I don't want to be sitting in the car so i'm about to go inside the building so i'll listen to y'all the rest of the way on on the inside um who you splitting your check with what check? His baby, his mama. I know his mom again. Mama what check? Will. What check? What's what check am I split? Rich, if you were you rich. hit for three mil right now, who who do you feel like you need to look out for? If anybody, don't say nothing ignorant, uh, please. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I talk to y'all when I get inside. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean I I, I don't I, listening to y'all come listening to the whole the 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 Dre thing. Um, I disagree with everything y'all said, but um, it's lightning out here, and I'm about everybody. to go inside. Yeah, I just, dis I disagree. I disagree with everybody. Everybody. Except, 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 
Except for Big Will. Big Will does mm-hmm. Big Will, Big Will probably the only one I, I could probably agree with. The rest of the rest of y'all, um, I disagree. So everybody wrong. Except for Big Will. Big Will, I give Big Will, I give Big Will more, more credit than anything. But um yeah, it's lightning and thundering. I'm going inside. Y'all be safe. I'm listening to y'all the rest of the way. Love y'all. Um yeah, y'all wrong. <laughs> so on that note, I, I think if I hit for three mil, I think that um I'm gonna make sure that uh my parents go to a nice nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, accept that you check. To put them up in the vest, though. You put- yeah. Hey, yeah, look. Support is support. You seen the Mike Epps joint when he said. He took his father to the told him he was gonna get some ice cream. And he said, this, he said, this ain't uh this ain't something. He said, come on, dad, you got how to live, you done lived your life. I gotta live mine. That's that's how to be. Can't But no, in all seriousness, man, I I know of a couple of different people that have been in those positions where they were um the successful one, and from what I've been told. Um, it's a burden on them because everybody has their hand out. Yep. Even when they 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 call themselves doing something nice, people go overboard. I went to Florida with my homeboy a couple years ago, and it was for his birthday. And um, he really wanted his, he really wants his mother to leave the projects that was that was there, and uh, she doesn't want to leave. She she she's comfortable there or whatever. So. You know, he, he still wanted to take her out even for his birthday. Well, his aunts and uncles and cousins and everything came. He wound up paying for, his intentions was just to pay for himself and his mother. He wound up paying for everybody. And not only did he pay for everybody, they ordered shit that they would never order if he wasn't there. You know, and, and his homeboy that lives there told him that they don't they don't do this on a regular basis. Like they don't eat like this on a regular basis. They took to go bags and everything, order shit to take home See? because nope. he was there. You know what I'm saying? It would have been you know one bad family because Shannon would have like, me and him, that's it. But you know, people do that when they go out on dates and stuff. They'll, if it's somebody else paying for it, people quick to sit up here, oh yeah, I want this, I want that. Knowing you'll get all of this stuff if it's just yeah. you and you bring the bill. Oh, well, yeah. don't take me to some place I ain't never been then. Take me, take me to Friday <laughs> so I can act my... They out there, they usually eat chicken strips and french fries. Right, you're not eating a can of meal. They looking like, um, what that octopus leg tastes like? Or <laughs> <laughs> they say, they say <laughs> stuff wrong. They call it stuff like filet McNog and can I get yes. some of them scrubs? What's that <laughs> Rockefeller <laughs> thing? Is that? Oh, they be like Rockefeller oh, oysters. Wait a minute, is that is 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 that Jay Z in them? Like, you come on, now. you know better. Not the whores divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it happens on regular regular folk as well. But yeah, I don't think because you got money, you is your responsibility though. Keep that same energy you had when I was broke. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it gets it gets your choice. Cause I'm quite. I mean, I hit for three million. I'm gonna hit everybody off with something, you yes. know. What I mean? Because I I choose to, not because I feel responsible, you know. But I just want to make like, sure everybody got a check. They was high five. Matthew Dayton money. We moving out the library, y'all. They he, they already spending your money. You ain't even get yet. Oh, yeah, they might even get something. Exactly why you can't do it. 
you win, go tell nobody you got money now. They already high fiving. Yeah, taking measurements and shit. Wait a minute, no, no, Shannon or Amazon putting shit in the car. I know, I know, Shannon. I just saw an article somewhere where I don't know where it was. Mom, I don't know, but somebody had just hit. Um, probably months ago, it was living amongst his family and did not say shit Smart. to the whole family because <laughs> I owe the hundred dollars. <laughs> and that's why, because people expect the most once they know you have a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, you're tuned into the Cooling the Gang show live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We have our special guest with us, Dr. Will, ew, ew, certified. Ew, ew. This ain't no nickname. This is certification. <laughs> this is hard work. This yeah. is determination. This is sweat. This is blood. This is late nights, early mornings. This is real deal. Um, yeah, I thought he was about to start singing the song. The nice <laughs> intro. <laughs> um, and he's here with us. We're going to talk about closure at uh, towards um, the bottom hour of the show. Um, but before we um, move into that, um, Tommy Davidson. I got a couple ways we can go with this. I got some because it's coming up on seven o'clock and I think closure is going to take a little longer than what I'm used to. So um, I'm about to skip some things. Um, So I got some stuff about COVID because if y'all haven't seen um, Florida and Texas have basically told the president that he can. Yeah, basically um, in the nicest way possible. Um, and then I also have um, something from Tommy Davidson where he was talking about um, cancel culture and apologizing. And the one thing we hate is when somebody says something on this show and then backpedal and apologize for it. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you all choose. What, what direction would you all like to go? We already know COVID is out here. Numbers are spiking, whether the numbers are right or wrong. So we Tommy already Davidson. know that. Yeah, cancel culture. All right, so let's uh, play this uh, Tommy Davidson clip. And yes, I do know where it is, Shannon. Oh, yeah, I'll wait till next week to do that one. People are saying they're scared to do comedy because of woke culture. Yeah, I, I hear. I hear. What do you feel about that? Because I feel like you guys have been pushing the edge and the boundaries for the longest. And Just say sorry who you got to say sorry to and keep it moving. Yeah. And I don't see nobody saying sorry to black people. Ain't nobody saying sorry to black people. Everything they done did to us, uh, we, you know, we like to hear sorry once in a while, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I ain't got to get LBG and, and, um, and any of that stuff. It's just like we would actually like to hear some apologies, too. Yeah. You know, if there's nothing wrong with an apology, though. If they deserve an apology, give an apology. It doesn't take anything to do that. Yeah. If you did something wrong, you just apologize. It's simple. Why do a lot of comics draw a hard line at apologizing? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I don't have any problem with it. You know, say sorry for something that you said. If it offended them and it really offended them, then sorry is appropriate. So just say sorry. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, it gonna, what's it going to kill you to say sorry? Mm-hmm. Not at all. But like I said, nobody say sorry to us. At all. And it hasn't killed us. So. Why do you sound like that, though? That's his regular voice. Boing, boing, boing. You don't know <laughs> Tommy Davis is like 90 now. I don't like that. So, um, why are apologies so necessary in 2021? <clears throat> so, especially when it comes to comedy. So like, comedy is not even comedy anymore. Everybody's sensitive anymore because everything will everything will offend somebody. Like if we played the Eddie Murphy clip from Delirious or something and right that's now. Why woo, woo, 
That's why we never be put off on YouTube again. That's why we'll never be played again. No, nobody's playing at it right now because of that reason. But my thing is apology. Are what are you apologizing for? Now I can understand you saying like, I said what I said and I believe what I said. I w- I didn't say it in the intent to hurt you, so I apologize for how it made you feel. But. I meant what I said. It's different than apologizing for what you said, like you said something wrong. But to apologize, that's just like even, you know, with us, normal folk. Like if you say something that hurts somebody, you can apologize for how it made them feel. But it I'm not responsible for your feelings. I said it. I meant it. But it doesn't the change. The way you took what, it or the way it made you feel. Right, like, but it doesn't that's change your, that's your problem. what I said. But I apologize that it hurt your feelings, but that wasn't my intention. But I still stand on what I say. If I stand on it, I stand on it, then the apology ain't nothing. Yeah. Now, if I had somebody personally come up to me and be like, yo, that shit you said the other day, that that, that really affected me, then I'm going to be like, all right, my bad on that. I'm sorry you took it the way you did, but I ain't mean it that way or whatever. But you ain't going to tell me, you ain't even involved in the community and you want to tell me that I offended somebody in a certain community when you ain't spoke to none of them motherfuckers. <laughs> You don't know that you gotta. You felt that somebody in that community would be offended by what I said. Nobody reached out to you and said I was offended. Can you reach out to him and tell him I was? No, it's like this. People on the outside coming up with this shit and reporting people for saying something. They ain't getting this shit directly from the people that was offended by. Like that's that's the bullshit right there. I don't think think anybody. I don't think comedy, to me you should put stipulations of apologies. Like for, for me, if I'm going to a comedy show, I want you to talk shit. Um, whether somebody in the front row or the back, but the problem is, is even comedy now, there's restrictions on what you can say. The comedians can't even be comedians anymore. They have to literally shift their entire uh, outline of their show around everybody's feelings. When I remember if, if when I would go to the show, they would talk about the person on the front row. I mean, D.L. Hughley did it all the time, would talk shit about everybody. Y'all remember the Kings of Comedy. Bernie Mac came on there. He made a bunch of stuff about, you know, him downstairs. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That went fly now. That was the shit back then. The Kings of Comedy, I still watch that now, but I feel bad sometimes with laughing at some of the stuff just because of how sensitive everything has become now. Um, but I hate the fact that comedy has shifted in a way that we literally have to consider everybody's feelings all the time. And some of the comedy is facts. We are different. We are uniquely different. And sometimes that shit is funny. So when you hear people bring it up in, in a funny way or in a funny gesture, does it really require everybody to go in the corner and start clutching their pearls or, or pulling out some Kleenex? I just don't think so. That's just my opinion. So what you got, Dr. Will? So I think the problem is people have taken opportunities that's supposed to be learning opportunities and we skip over that and now this cancel culture comes from the idea of of weaponizing that like you weaponize being offended so you can say anything and if it offends one person in one community that whole community is now going to weaponize that against you now you are labeled with this scarlet letter as this person who had an opinion just like anybody else but um the learning opportunity was, hey, man, you said this about this certain community and this is what's really going on. It offended me because, like Shannon was saying, I felt this kind of way because I now have opportunity to go, 
okay, I understand that I offended you. I apologize. That's not what I meant. That's what I meant. Or kiss my ass. Like, that's my choice. And then at that point, I got to be accountable for my decision. Right. But we skip straight past that part and go straight to, you cancel said one bad thing ever, cancel this person's whole career, cancel this person's yeah. whole life, um, and label them. And I mean, that's why. That's just like, I mean, you can label that to anything in 2020, 2021 these days. Everything is so extreme. People don't, we don't live in a society where it's also, but it's, it's, either this or that and if you're not this or that then you're wrong according mm. to who you're talking to yeah mm. go ahead dr will <laughs> main man yeah <laughs> so um oh, first thing first thing i want to bring up is remember when when this whole cancel culture came along and we had a discussion about uh about white America and about the things that we didn't agree with that they were doing. And remember the conversation we had was along the lines that we think, or I'm just gonna use in this particular scenario, people of color, we, we feel as though it's only gonna go one way. And what I said is once you open the floodgates and open that door, that it's gonna be exposed to everybody. You can't just say it applies to one thing and won't apply to to all things. And just like uh, Dr. Wolf said, um, it's been it's being used as a weapon as opposed to what it's really supposed to be. Hey, you know what? I wasn't thinking straight. I made a bad, a bad decision or I said something that was maybe not the, the best thing for me to say. And maybe I could reword it next time or, or do something better next time. That's your phone, Mike? Uh-uh. No, that was oh. mine. Oh, or maybe, maybe, maybe I can do something better uh, next time. Or, no, so what if I would have said, "Yeah, it was my phone." Then you would have said something slick, right? I think no, because I thought you had a. Oh, oh okay. All right, I apologize. One? I apologize. You won't get all excited. I apologize. Don't worry. Yeah, I, had I, had him. Him. I checked it. I had him this time. I had your back. Anybody you cancel? Anybody cancel him right now? <laughs> oh, he ain't gonna get canceled. <laughs> He'll get canceled. Not canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but, uh, yeah, so we're just in a society now where it's so much easier to villainize everything. Like everybody is a villain. Everything you say, you have to be destructive. You have to be so hurtful. I can't believe that you would say such a thing about me or about this group of people or whatever the case might've been. It's, it's, it's such a horrible thing for someone to speak their opinions nowadays. Your opinion has to fall in line into, into this standard. And if it does not fall in line with this standard, you cannot possibly be a decent human being. Well, from last time I remember, human beings have opinions and they have the right to say and feel what they, what they feel. Mm -hmm. We have seen that opinions are only acceptable when it falls in line with the order of whoever pulls the strings. In this particular scenario, we have, like, I'm, he said LVG something. I don't know how he, how he, he had it all did it. Up. But he almost, I, in my mind, I was thinking about LSG, the, the singing group, when he said it. <laughs> but, you know, we have them that's pulling strings. We saw the Asian community jump straight off the off the porch and say how they felt yep. and they got an apology right away got certain things 
put into and put in place and put in you know on, on paper in a short period of time and like tommy said nobody has apologized to the black community and truth be told i mean me personally what is it an apology of? And, and and even what he said he said um just say sorry and move on it almost is like if you're married to somebody and they do something you say I apologize. I mean, damn, my bad. It, it almost <laughs> makes you feel like that shit wasn't genuine. I should probably slap the shit out you anyway. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know it, it, it seems it, it sounded crazy when he said it. I said, damn, you just saying if you do something, just say, oh, my bad. And that's that's it. Him. And, and appease them, give them what they want and keep it moving. Just to appease and, and, and save face. Just tell them what they want to hear in the moment and then keep it pushing. But it's not right. genuine. I, you know, the comedian thing that used to be a safe platform where you could say anything mm -hmm. like that was one of those platforms where we had an opportunity. And it, it's not about it's not about color because because white comedians, you know, took the line too to a degree. But that was supposed to be a safe place where we could discuss all of the issues that are going on in society in a joking manner, but also get some things across that are happening in this world. Mm -hmm. But now. These things are no longer acceptable. Um, and, and come to think of it, while we're on that subject, I'm thinking about the music. I've just realized just now that hearing certain language in music when it comes to certain groups yep. of people in this world, you don't hear that anymore. That yep. used to be a common thing too. Nope. So everything ha is like sensitive everything is sensitive everything is you can't say that oh no you, you except you, you, when it comes to us except when it comes to us it's okay to call us a nigga i, I, I can't I, in in a couple of years ago there was a conversation about putting the word nigga in the dictionary if i'm not mistaken and relating it to also one of the the the, the terms being a term for people for, for black people right and in my mind, I was saying to myself, as I got old, I was saying to myself, the fact that we even have to have that type of conversation tells you where we still stand as, as people in our mentality with shit. You would never have that conversation with the LGBT community and the different names that we have used for them. Would you put that in the dictionary and, and, and put their things underneath of it? No, it wouldn't even be a conversation because you know how that would go. You know how that response would be. But when it comes to us, we're always um, so accepting. We'll give them a stimulus check. They're good. Mm. <laughs> I would love to see them try this shit with like uh, um, Red Fox or or like a Rich when Richard Pryor and them was out back then. I like that man. Richard Pryor and them was told him go fuck themselves so fast, <laughs> trying and to I get them to retract, apologize for something that they said. Man, this shit is crazy. But like what you call him, um, NJ Rich said, uh, I think it was NJ Rich. Yeah, he was like, you listen to Tommy Davis, and you got to think he is a brand. He have a business, so he want to protect his name. So he would apologize, you know. But my thing is like, yo, how famous do you need to be? You know, how much money do you need to have before you decide to stand on your own morals and principles and stand behind what you say? Like if, if they talking about canceling a few shows, if you already got two hundred fifty million dollars, what the fuck you worried about those shows for? If you said what you mean, because those two shows, 
canceled because of something you said ultimately ends up being more than just those two shows. Mm-hmm. And my mortgage is a million. For some of them, that's the brand though. Like that's the if you uh like Mike said, like delirious raw. Eddie Murphy's brand used to be being offensive. Like the reason why we watch the movies is because he's up on stage saying shit that we think that we don't say. Right. And we relate to it. So it's funny. It, like it, that's the reason why it's funny. You take you strip him down and you take all of that away. That's the whole brand gone. So that I mean they punt they paying for the same thing that's that people pay them for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take that away. But how do we have freedom of speech, but then we put parameters around people being there's no such thing as freedom of speech. No. I think, the game, oh, yeah. I think we know that. I think we've yeah, all. I, know that. I think we've learned that quickly. The years as far as what that means for sure. And, you know, some people have freedom of speech. Man, um, you remember when, what was that? The Grammys or something. And Jada Pinkett, I think it was, was upset with, I think it was Chris Rock about accepting or, or going on the stage. And he basically said to them, I don't have uh, my own network and have oh, these yeah, things. Yeah. I have to do certain things because if I don't do it, they'll blackball me and I don't have another stream of income coming in. So I have to be a part of the machine until I'm in a different position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I get it to a degree, but it is sickening, man. It is a sad thing. It's almost like, it's almost like bowing down and and uh, um, saying that you're wrong about something, or you feel badly about something that you really don't feel badly about, and you 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 ultimately create this fake image because you just want to be a part of the show. It is it, it is a sad thing. You're right. You're absolutely right. It is a brand, and a lot of them don't have a choice. And from my understanding. Hollywood is very unforgiving with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a good clip from Eddie Murphy on that too. Um, but uh, you're tuned into the Cool in the Gang show live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we appreciate Dr. Will because he is three hours behind us. So when we go to eat dinner, he eating lunch. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah that's real. Oh, who's it's, out it's, there? I, I it's where? Day. I where? And um, y'all, yeah, we ain't go. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah I ain't gonna give a city. They can't pick me up. Yeah, Shannon just came back from Vegas. Oh yeah, you, you close close. That's close enough. That's, that's, that's four hours. Not even. I need to let me know next time. She ain't no good. Yeah, do that. <laughs> so, uh, we um we are moving on. Um, so um, Doctor Will is here. Uh, Mayberry's here. The professor's here. Mac is in the building, and Glam Shan is to my right. Yes, you get acknowledged for that. Yes, I'm, I'm trying to get lucky tonight, so I'm being nice. <laughs> Um, so we're going to wow. talk about closure and, um, I don't even know why this has been on my mind. Um, the topic of closure and, um, but I, I really think it's something that a lot of people deal with and don't even realize they deal or have the, um, underlying effects of not getting closure. And, and I don't want people to think this is, it's not a one way thing. It's not just relationships. Closure is closure. Like whether it's with family, um, your boss might have told you go fuck yourself, and you just don't know why. Like you know, it's it's uh, it's it was defi- paparazzi money. Mind your business, it's like paparazzi all money. All of that involved in one. <laughs> so y'all know me. First things first, we need to know what the hell closure is. 
So, yeah, you get getting old, but it's okay. Everybody still love you. So, I think this was a fair definition. So, closure, in short, the act of closing, the state of being closed, a bringing to an end, conclusion, something that closes or shuts. Finito. Done, son. So, I don't know how, where we want to start this. Should I talk about my issues first? Please, do Come on, Doctor Phil here. Doctor Phil is here, going to be Doctor Phil to help you out. I don't. I don't think I. I think I've. I had. I think we've all have had situations where it's like you don't understand why something happened, and you do want an answer. And the the process of trying to get that answer does misconstrue your actual life that's going on at the time like you miss things like you know if if 60 percent of me is devoted to finding his answer then i'm only giving 40 percent to whether it's shannon or just my fan like in general so i i think i i don't think i've had issues like that with in this relationship but i have had closure issues in between going into new situations i would say I think you had closure issues when we first met. When we first met, yes, I did want did. some fucking answers though, because you just want to know, like, because so I think it'll help. Because if I know what, if I did something wrong in a situation, if I know, then I can correct it. Like, isn't that what we taught when we're younger? Like, you know, you get in trouble in school. I, I see him smirking. I see smirks <laughs> over there. That's what he should have named himself tonight, smirk. Um, we, we're taught when we're at a young age. When you do something, you're reprimanded and told, you know, you want to know why you got in trouble, what you did, so you don't do it again. But we don't, we're not always, we're not, that breakdown is how it should be, but it's not always done because I know I have not always done it with my kids, but it should be. All right, somebody help me. I'm tired. You're tired. Yeah, like, like in my particular situation, right? Anybody that know me knows my father wasn't in my life, you know, reached out to him a few times. You know what I mean? Still no response. So my whole thing was like, you know, fuck him. You know what I mean? I ain't need nothing from him anyway. I turned out to be pretty good without him being in my life. I had family members that was around. I don't need nothing from him. And then he died. Mm. And like, for some reason, I was emotional as shit. You know what I mean? Couldn't figure out why. Why the fuck am I feeling so sad for this man? He ain't there. But I, I realized that I never got the answers that I had wanted you know i never got to hold that conversation to get his side of the things you know so when he died yeah that that kind of hurt me a little bit even though i didn't have no feelings for him and that's that's when i realized this whole closure thing is like it's a real thing you know because the questions that i had for him could never be answered now so now all i can do in my head is just go with what i've been running with my whole life you know what i mean but that may not, the things that I have in my head may not be the things that actually happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what kept you from asking them questions, Mac? Like what, what kept you from having that conversation before? Like one, like I've, I've reached out to him, like he lived in the same city. We linked up one time, my wife was able to get in touch with him and he came to my 30th birthday party. And we were all in there just, you know, we never got a chance to have that one-on-one -on -one because so many people was around, but then a scheduled dinner for him to come over. 
he canceled three times. Three different times he canceled. So after that, I said, fuck him. I just, you know what I mean? Stop trying. I just stopped trying at that point, you know? And I thought I was good until he died. Then I'm like, fuck. But it's like, that's something that, that I have to just move on with myself, you know? I mean, it's not going to... It's not going to stop me from doing certain things, you know what I mean? But it was it's just questions, you know, he can answer some questions of why I do certain things that I do, you know, or I can finally see the part of him that I have within me. That's that's those are the things that I was looking for, but it's like that can't be answered now. So and at that point I realized that yeah, closure is because my whole thing about closure was always whether it was relationship or not. Oh, you tell me you don't want to be with me. I don't need no explanation. Go about your business. I'm gone about mine. And leave it at that, you know? But with that happening with him, it's like, damn, that closure shit is real. Like, you you need some things answered. What? Huh? It is what it is. I don't know. I think because sometimes, and I was telling Mike this when we, when we thought about this topic, and, and I think my my devil's advocate answer is that i think closure might be a little overrated because us as humans right we tend to measure things as like like time like very linear we expect there's always going to be time to do things like even like in your case mac you you thought that there were always going to be time even though right now i feel how i feel one day we'll have that opportunity Mm -hmm. we assume that that time is going to come until it's taken away like that, then it's gone. And then we're like, damn, like everything's changed now. When in reality, that was gonna happen, I was gonna happen no matter what, right? So with closure, we're looking for this one singular thing that defines the way we think a relationship should wrap up. And then we feel hurt, we feel physically hurt until that happens. Um, and I think that's why people feel like, like close, like you have to, you have to have this closure. Like, like, like relationships are just, they just go in this set order. Like they happen, and then things are great, and then they break up, and then okay, we got to have a closure meeting. And it don't really happen like that because nobody really plans how the relationship goes. So that part of it is not planned either. So it's like we put these expectations that's supposed to be there that were never there in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Um, and when you do that, it's almost in essence, you give your power away, right? Your, your ability to be happy, your ability to be peace at peace now resides with this person now resides with your dad, wherever he is now. Um, and that's not true. You own that the whole time. And sometimes the closure is the closure, right? The things that you learned about your dad, you know, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't know the details, but I know this much. You know what you don't know. You know what you're not like, right? You know who you are without him. And those are answers too. Those answers are just as important as the things that you thought that you were going to get from that closure conversation. Mm. Um, the flip side of that is, what if it went another way, right? What if you you finally got to have that meeting and you sat down with him and you're like, hey, dad, I just want to know these things. And he said, I hate you. Mm. Or something like that. And that's closure too, right? But yeah. that closure hurts. Right. That closure hurts. So 
is, is trying to put, I think, I mean, I got a bigger point on that. I don't want to go on for too long. Uh, we could talk about that too, but we try to measure the unmeasurable sometimes in terms like closure. And then we go see a therapist like me and I tell you all of this stuff and it's supposed to be that way. In reality, life is life and everybody's kind of living it on their own accord. And those opportunities for what we think define closure is supposed to be don't always happen. It don't mean that the closure didn't happen. It just means it didn't happen on the terms we wanted them to be on. Mm. Mm. Well, you all tuned into the Cooling the Game Show live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Everybody take a second, hit that share button, hit that thumbs up, hit that like. We love hearts. Hit the hearts. Take a second. It's free to share. It's free 99. It doesn't cost you a thing. Show some love. Um, let us know you're in here when you come in the room. Uh, we appreciate all the comments coming. If you have any questions or you want to, you know, just shout them out. Um, if you're in Shannon's personal room, then okay. So yeah, so if you have any questions, anything, um, you know, just shout them out in any room that you're in. We should be able to see it, um, and respond to you accordingly. So before y'all go any further, Mike, I need that whole section that he just did in a little clip, yo, so I can listen to it every day, yo. Mm. That right there, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but like. That was dope for me because yeah, me too. It was, it was. Um, it you know when you were talking about timelines, I was thinking to myself, starting and ending. Like we all have this start end thing in our mind. Like it has to be, boom, boom, boom. When in reality, we may not get that last piece of it the way that we expect to get it. It may it may stop short a year earlier or however however that goes but the reality of it is there's still a form of closure we're just putting way too much energy in the way that we want it to be and even in the way that we want it to be it still doesn't have to go exactly the way that we see it going and it can really damage us more than we were before we had the information mm, yep, yep. i definitely I, yeah i definitely like that and you never thought about it from that way. I know I've never thought about it. I damn sure did. Um, and that way. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's what everything though. It's like, you know, when we people, it, it's crazy, right? Humans, we give ourselves so much credit. We think we got it all figured out. We think we know how things supposed to, how things are supposed to go. They they mapped out. Um, and then you say you take somebody who uh, somebody who dies young, right? And we say things like. They gone too soon. Um, why they have to go so soon? Like so young, they're gone. And why do we say stuff like that? Because we don't know, right? We don't know the purpose of why that person was here. Maybe that person fulfilled yeah, that purpose. We don't want to let go. Selfishly, right. we want to hold right. on to those people, and we want to let go of them when we're ready to let go of them. All time back into what you were saying is on our terms, on our conditions closure we want it to look the way we want it to look we want it to sound the way we want it to sound because people really aren't prepared in that moment to let go and that even goes back to us what we that skit that we had earlier with the girl leaving the house like that you know the same like closure they probably already had that conversation but she didn't expect him to close it out the way that he did so she doesn't like his closure, but there's closure. It doesn't, it's not gonna always be wrapped up in a bow. It's not gonna always be the way that we want it. It's not a cookie cutter approach, it's just not. But sometimes the closure is that ending. 
it's in that moment. It doesn't have to be defined in any other way. That's it. The closure is the closure. Um, however it comes. I mean, and it's a chapter, right? It's like, it's like if you read a book and you get to the end of chapter two and you just stop the book. Okay. You got closure on that chapter, but the book ain't over yet. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that's going to happen in chapter 10 that you don't even understand yet because just a small piece of that book or, or what happens then was explained in chapter two. So, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for chapters in our life that's just linear. Like, okay, this is this is the abrupt ending of this relationship. I feel good now. I can move on. And even if you get that, even if you if you you had that conversation, you you get to fill out, you get your reasons why. Those reasons now affect decisions that you're going to make going forward. So it's not really truly closure. Like it's just another thing that you learn, another thing that you experience, um, another part of your life. Um, in relationships, if you end one relationship with one partner, and you get that closure, whether you like it or not that next partner that you find is directly affected by what came out of that closure. So in essence, it's not over. Like you didn't close anything. You just continued to move down that line. And um, I think where we handcuff ourselves is that we try, like, like we were saying, like Mayberry was saying, like you try to define it as it has to feel like this. And if it doesn't feel like this, then it didn't happen. But you skip over all the other lessons you learned. Um, you know, whether you know, whether you're aware that you learned them or not. Uh, so that's why I say it's overrated. Um, the definition of us trying to put brackets on certain things in life. And we do it a lot. We do it with time. We do it with relationships. We do it with closure. We do it with how we feel. I'm so sorry. That, that. I was about to <laughs> like, I don't use my laptop that often. He the one got it on, so you see me over here freaking out like I turn it off. Sorry about that, everybody. Sorry about that. I'll do that. How I put yeah. this on? Do not disturb or something over here. The pressure of working from home. I know, right? Uh, hey, you never stay I'm still. I'm it's still on always, the clock too. Always on. <laughs> I'm still on the clock too. Oh, so I have a question for those who feel like they need closure um and they can't move on like they're just stuck because they haven't gotten that closure that they need like that should feel strong yeah and for some people like like you they're stuck they're like locked in in one position in one place in their life because without those answers they think they need they can't move on like what advice do you have for somebody that's stuck thinking they need closure? Um, if I'm working with them, I would, we would start with looking internal, right? Because a lot of times people who are stuck and if I were to ask, okay, how do you feel? I can't move past this because Mm -hmm. tell me the, because, because he did such and such, he did this or she did this. The moment they admit that is the moment that I'm like, this is exactly why we need to go internal, right? Because you are stuck because of something that you expect somebody else to give to you. Got it. Um, And until you learn to take that back, that's where you're going to be. This person may not be interested in giving that to you. Um, But what we need to work towards is realizing that that person was never the reason anyway. Mm. That person is not holding what you think that they're holding. That's you. 
you wake up every morning and say this this motherfucker just wouldn't uh and i just need to talk to him and i can't why did he do me like that um and eventually like it's not even because in those cases the way it plays out and kind of same i was talking with you mac like even if they did come back and you did have that moment and somebody said here's everything that you wanted here's your closure the feeling then is like now what now what what do we do now what do i do with it now i got that closure i've spent so much of my life defining who i am based on my hatred for this individual Mm. and now i don't know how to feel about it and what do you do with that information because it's like to your point you're saying hey i'm asking these questions but then once you get that information what do you do with it does it does it change it um especially like i'm reason why i'm asking it for people that i know that have lost you know loved ones that are still dealing with it and still dealing with the trauma of that loss you know how do how do they get over that and not necessarily get over it because i think that's the wrong way to say it but how do they how do you allow someone to come to grips with a a loss that they didn't or couldn't prepare for you don't get over it that's the problem most of the time is that we're fighting natural things like we try to get to the point where we're trying to especially like a death or grief and you're fighting it you're saying i need to get to the point where i don't feel this anymore but that's okay to feel right that's you're supposed to feel, if this if somebody was important to you in your life that's the reason why you feel that and for me i'm like you should lean into that lean into it um eventually you have to reframe that relationship you didn't lose anything what you did was you gained somebody who was so important to you that they affect you to this day right so important to you that their presence still exists in your mind why would you want that to go away hmm. You know, why would you want to let that go? Right. Um, so you lean into it. It's okay. Cause those experiences are real. Like, um, it's okay to love somebody unconditionally. It's okay to miss people. And most of my work is showing people that like, if you're sad today, it's okay. Be sad. Understand why you're sad. You're sad because you miss them. And that's, what, them because that's they're we actually have a comment mm-hmm. in the room. So Stephanie Baker says, I don't think that you can move on from something some things my son was murdered two months ago and i still need closure to why they did it i know i won't be able to move on until i have those answers to that i will say i mean to you stephanie yeah yeah absolutely that's rough um but i see two different things happening right the love for your son and a motive that you'll never get an answer for we don't know why people do the things that they do um and whoever did it might have done it again, might, might have their reasons, who knows, right? That's not the part that's going to bring you closure. Because what do you learn in that moment? If, if, if that person came to you and said, I took your son because, well, then what do you feel? Now you want more answers. Why, well, why? Why my son? Why, why, why did you take this away from me? My son meant this much to me. Why would you do that to me? And after a while, you're just collecting me's. Me, 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 me. Not them, not their actions, me. You gotta admit to yourself that the thing that you're not over is the fact that you love your son and he was taken from you. And that's okay, because that's your son. And it's okay to still love your son and miss your son. 
Uh, we have a question in the room. So NJ Rich says, here's a question for the doctor. How should people live in comparison to living for other people regarding closure? So how should living, people live in comparison to, in uh, comparison to live for people regarding closure? Uh, you live for you. You live for you. Um, so I'll say this, right? People, the, the word selfish has a very negative connotation with the way we think about things. You say selfish, then you automatically think that somebody is totally about themselves, mm -hmm. not willing to consider anybody else. But I would ask you this, like selfish is putting yourself above. Mm -hmm. Who else do you have? Who else do you really have true control over and true consideration over but yourself? And people will say, you know, your family, your kids, your spouse, your parents, your friends, but how can you be this version of them that you want to be to them if you overlook yourself? Mm. Like if you are not living as your best self, you're not giving them your best. Uh, so, so selfish shouldn't be a bad word. Like it shouldn't be, you know, if you're selfish, it means that you are willing to consider yourself to the point where you know you are operating on your best so that you are available to the people people around you and you're presenting your best self because if you're walking around as that person who needs closure all the time right and and you meet the next relationships right you know I, i'm going to treat my next wife like shit because of what my previous wife did <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not naming names but, um, <laughs> but I mean, it happens, you know what I mean? And like, if you would have taken that moment, right, between that relationship and the next one and took some time to be selfish and bring everything back in, get yourself re-collaborated right now, you're, you are available to present your best self to the next person. So, I mean, long answer for a short question, but the answer is just live. You live, you live for you and not for what you expect others to do for you. And you know that's what I think. Um, full transparency. Um, Cooley and the Gang Show. Um, we talk here, so feel free to talk. We all family. Um, I, I think that was the misstep that I had um, when I first met Shannon. I um, Shannon had to deal with me in the middle of my wanting to be with her, but also wanting answers and closure from somewhere else. And I'm truly lucky to this day that she actually hung around and stuck through it and took the shit that she did. Because like you said, like she got some negativeness, you know, like some negative ways was put on her and it had nothing to do with her. But she champed it out because um, I'm, I'm, you know, not Nick. No, because no, so. I don't take no shit. That's why. You champed it out yeah. for okay. love. Love you. always wins, baby. You <laughs> love always wins. I ain't her. I ain't her. I always, and I used to hear that all the time. I'm not her. All the time. But Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You want? I, I'm, I was locked in. Like, I wanted it. Like, I wanted Like, I just wanted to know, like, yo, what was the problem? And now I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, like you said, if I would have got those answers, like, you're either going to do one or two things in my mind. You get the answers of why something happened and you're going to work on it to fix it with that person, even though it is ended, or you're going to use it for good in your next situation. But who's to say what her issue was, was not something that I was willing to deal with. So mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, 
that closure over there could have been an issue over here. Mm. Because that was, relationship. that was an issue in that relationship. It doesn't mean that that's what Sh that, that's not Shannon's trigger. That might not be something that's a deal breaker for her. That's not her action or response. So sometimes even digging for that level of closure can ruin you for the next situation. Or maybe somebody lies to you. They You want the answers, but they don't give you the right answers. They don't give you the true answers. So just then to shut you up. Just to shut your little ass up. I mean, you <laughs> want that information. Like I'm done. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of them, that's like one of them hidden gifts though, right? Because because you you can name all the things that you love Shannon for today. But one of the things that you probably skipped over in that moment was one of the things that she brings is that she's willing to still be here while I'm on my bullshit. That's a quality. I mean, and we are the we forget that you you love the person that you with for who they are, not for the things that they aren't. Um, and a lot of times that's where that closure thing comes in because you you already looking for them triggers. These are the things I'm not going to deal with. And if you bringing that back to me, it ain't going to work. Um, but I mean, that's the beautiful thing, right? Because everybody, I mean, Mike, Mike's on the spotlight right now, but Shannon comes with her whole history. I mean, Mike got a history. Everybody got a history. Um, and it's just, you know, we, we like to break it up in, in like blocks. Like that was this part of my life, that was this part of my life, that was this part. It's just all one continuous thing. And you never really know. Um, but you waste a lot of time looking for answers that you're probably not going to satisfy you. Um, that's closure. Is looking for answers that even if you got them, probably wouldn't satisfy what you think, what you think you're looking for. Um, so I mean, to, to the point with the question, um, you live for today. You live, you live your life as is, and like I don't know if I got the answers to close out that segment. What I do know is I love the person I'm with now, and that's enough. Yes, it gotta be. It better be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. He just went deep on. <clears throat> The gang, 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 gang. Mm -hmm. We need a go find the page. But Dr. Will. That's why I changed the name today. He had to go with something else because he wasn't a professional today. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he over here giving, he over here get counseling for free. This stuff costs. Hey. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Yeah, I yeah. got Y'all supposed to be talking, man. Y'all looking. I think you done. You yeah. done dropped some. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, done, you, done, you done put some stuff in, in, in people's head, make them think different now. He I mean, put some things in But I was sure that wasn't expected when he just dropped all over the table. No, that that definitely went in a whole nother direction that I hadn't even really thought of. Yeah, that like I, really? I I didn't take into consideration. It definitely went uh, a whole nother route. We all think that we need answers. We need answers. Yeah. Closure is answers. Point blank. Like closure is answers. And we yeah. all feel like we need answers. Because you never cause you you never think about it. Like he said, what if you don't get the answers that you expecting? Now what? Now you got other now things that you to, have to deal with. Right. What supposed to do with this now? It's a setup, yo. It's a setup just like just like relationships. Like a lot of relationships go left because we all have a rule book, right? Like this is the this is the William Coombs rule book. And if you follow these rules, then you're gonna be a great partner to me. 
and I take the rule book and I just sit it down and I don't give it to her. Hmm. I pass the rule book on and I just sit back and wait like, yep, wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. That's not it. That's not it. So I want you to follow this rule book that I never communicate. And then all I do is validate what I want because it's not working. Like, because like, how would, how do you know? And, and I'm, I'm just like, you're supposed to know you're my spouse, you're my person, you're my wife. Hmm. Um, and you're just messing up. See, I knew it without ever communicating that. And, that, and that's how relationships work, um, unfortunately. And that's how they go sideways. So you, you setting people up for an expectation that they were never equipped to meet. It's tough. It is. So I'm sorry. Um, so on, on that line of wanting closure and, and just needing and needing, let, let's focus on us as men. Because, you know, I started this, so I'll, I'll take the lashings today. Um, well, we, I want closure. I'm not going to say all men need closure because maybe most, I think most guys play the role of, like Max said, well, fuck it, I'm on to the next one. But but deep down inside, you really want to know, like, that, do he do it better than like me? That. <laughs> like, do he do it better than me? Like, like what is it? Don't you go play with my fro? Like, you know, all that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but is a guy actually really gonna ask that question though? Is a guy really gonna ask that question? No, because what if she honestly say no? He was beating it out the frame. You don't want to hear that. Yeah, your ego would be crushed. Yeah, yeah and so then, you ask him for like, closure. <laughs> what you gonna do with that information? You asking for closure. You setting yourself up. Well, you was fine. Shorty left you. You was all right. Like all right, cool. She left me. But then you kept prying and digging. She like your broke bum little D having da da da. Now you want to deal with that? Mm. Just take the L. Just take that L. Because when when if you ask that question in your mind, you ain't expecting her to say, "Oh, he was way better," or you know what I mean, shit like that. You just <laughs> 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 to have you be like be sensitive to you, be like, "No, no, it wasn't nothing like that." So you can right. feel better about yourself. But just searching yeah. for closure, and and you want it to look the way you want it to look. You want it exactly. to sound the way you want it to sound. Yeah. You're not really prepared. That's for right, what the person me. is going to say on the other lie end, you're not. Lie to but me. Sometimes you actually <laughs> you don't want closure. You want lies. Yeah, you want lies. You want you want a, a confidence booster. Right, yes, ego booster. That's it though. So yes. that's it. So that's that's exactly the dilemma that people put themselves in. That's the no-win situation. Either you can, I can be mad at you because you're not being honest with me, or I can be mad at you because you're being real honest with me. Mm. Man, right? so I, I lose either way, right? You tell if you tell me what I think I want to hear, and it's not what I hoped it was. Shit, I was better living in ignorance. But in, but here's the thing: even in telling a person, well, by lying to them, because let's say it's something like it, I'm just giving a scenario. Maybe it's oh, because you took the trash, you don't take the trash out, and then now you don't get that information enough for you to grow to be able to be better in your next situation. I can't. That's what yeah. I'm gonna say. So are we saying like at the end of the day, like closure, like don't look for closure at all. Um, it's overrated. It's overrated. It's it's overrated, but okay. I don't know if this is that this is I'm just gonna throw this situation out. Like I was talking to one of my paparazzi sisters and she, 
for example, she had a God damn, y'all paparazzi ladies going through shit this week. Who's <laughs> <laughs> my accountability partner? We were talking and doing our goals. And you stuff. ain't shit, man. He's like, think about this. Ain't about thinking because he'd be like, "What well, paparazzi taking us to eat this week?" So he better shut up. <laughs> I, I told me about he about to be my partner. He about to process some orders or something. He about to start working. He got to wear some of that jewelry. Put the mirror in the wall. We going there. Uh-uh. No, you have to put the air on. So I didn't him on the website. I know that's my That was shopping with her. Like shopping with her. But then the customer joined, but she didn't join with her. She joined with a whole nother consultant. So she was like, I wasn't mad, but I feel like this is a sense of closure as well. But she reached out to her. because She wanted to know, like, she said, I'm not mad, but I'm just curious. Why did you go to her? Instead of me, when you've been shopping with me, mm. so the lady told her, she was like, because she asked. Mm. Oh, she said, oh, mm. So she got the closer, but the answer. So now she can be better. She learned that now she needs to open her mouth and recruit. Nobody's going to automatically say they want to be a part of your business and your brand. If you a go getter, you got to sometimes put that out there. Exactly. Exactly. So in a situation like that, I know it's not as dramatic as a closure for a relationship or parent issues or things like that. But for her, it hurt. You know what I mean? And she said it didn't bother, but I I know other uh, women who it hurt them at first to know that their customer chose somebody else. And knowing what that person did over me, the you know, was a learning lesson in a situation. But it gave closure on that situation. Like, okay, I can't be mad at you for going over there because I didn't open my mouth. But that conversation could have went a whole nother way. Like, what you mean she asked? If you wanted to do it, why didn't you just ask me? Like, I mean, it could have just went. Oh, you know, I mean, it could have, but at the same time. You go because you know ownership and accountability. Like be accountable for the fact that you did not open your mouth and speak up. I slipped that one because I did not do my part. And if the business is built off of you need to recruit because that's how you build your business. That your networking is imperative for you to build that type of business. So if you didn't do your due diligence, you have to own that. Be accountable for the fact that you didn't do that. You can't blame anybody else for that. And you learn something though. Right. Like that's why. Right. That's why I say. I mean, the idea of closure might be uh, be overrated, right? Because I mean, yeah, it was closure, but I would reframe that. Like, okay, lesson learned. Cool. This is how mm-hmm. I'm gonna move going forward. Like, nothing stopped at that moment. Right. You got better at that moment. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? So, okay. so there's no closure. We still moving. And now, now you know. Now you're gonna be asking everybody. You know, maybe we need to turn change the terminology from closure to something else. I mean, that's what it, I mean. That's closure honestly a, a lot of what I do is just reframe. It's re, people hey, man, feel people say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for real. That's, that's just that's it. But yeah, yo, it, it, it's we get so hung up on these phrases these terms closure has to be this anxiety looks like this depression looks like this um when it doesn't like it looks like a lot more um the reason why it looks like that to you is because that's how you want it to look and when you learn to look outside of that it's not so much of a bad thing anymore right? like I, I talk about anxiety people 
say my anxiety is crippling. I mean, honestly, you know, yes, when that can be diagnosed, it's, it's a it's an issue. But what is anxiety? It's your spotty sense. It's your body telling you, yo, pay attention. Mm. That's what it is. It's supposed to happen. It's supposed your body's designed to do that. Um, and because you are so focused on that as what it is, that's when it gets beyond your ability to control it. But we just need mm-hmm. this casual conversation. People hate me at first, you know, when I'm doing sessions and they're like, ah oh, man, all this going on. I'm just sitting back like, man, you all right. <laughs> you good. And they're like, what you mean? Oh, I'm paying you. It's like, no, nah, you good. Let's talk about it. Uh, because everybody's all right. And just like you, like it's it's a lesson learned. Um and I'm glad it played out that way because she told you, like she asked. And it was a simple, it's a simple fix. That's how businesses and companies become successful when they pay attention to shit like that. Like, okay, I, I should probably be out here talking more. Okay. That's not closure. That's experience. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There. There you huh? go. Dang! Ooh. You were at a Coley and the Gang show. <laughs> <laughs> About that time. That was offensive. <laughs> I get it. Um, I mean, I don't know what y'all want to do. I got one more video I can play, or we can. Um, what you got? Who is you this, is a, this is a video I saw where there was a, a back and forth online about um, is being a man a thankless job? Um, uh, why you suck your teeth like that? I'm smiling. I'm smiling. Okay, now I'm gonna play the video. Here we go. Man shouldn't be asking me for money. Like, don't you guys have like pride? Like, why are you asking a woman for money? Why are you asking her for her money? You know, like, I don't know. I will feel a little bit offended. I would be like. As a dude, you are just a work your entire life. Your woman should not have to work. If she does have to work, it's considered she has to really work by dating you. Take care of your family, pay the bills, maintain your appearance, and never ask for nothing. Never expect no extra shit. Never ask for no money. Never ask for nothing. Now, look, in this world, we reward dogs for doing dumb shit, for, for sitting down. We, we reward, you know, at your job. Do a good job, you get a raise. Like, in the, in the country we live in, when you do good, you get a reward. Except for being a good man, because being a good man is normal. Mm. Y'all be single, so it's not normal. <laughs> having a good man, having a good, having a good man that takes care of your family and your son or your daughter is exceptional. You are a lottery winner. You, my lady, are lucky. You're right. Shouldn't no man have to be like, yo? Because maybe why? Because men supposed to be always be on their feet and doing well. So God forbid your man is not doing well and he needs your help. He's a weak man. Mm-hmm. But if I'm dealing with Oh, with a woman, I wouldn't be with somebody that's with asking a, me for my money. Okay, let me talk to them. When I'm dealing <laughs> with a woman who, who's doing bad, not working, and has my kid, I can say, damn, yo, she a bum. Like, come on, ma, get a job. My mom raised me with a single, you know, single and had a job, but, she, but I can't call her a bum because she's a woman. Her not having a job or money is it's like, you know, she's a girl. Help her, support her. So why, when a man might need help or assistance, he gotta be like, he's a pool putt. Like, shouldn't being a good person or being a good dad get a reward? Mm. Mm. I think how he's phrasing it, I think it's the phrase and reward. Like, that's, that's just like being a mother is our job, being 
being in camp. And y'all get rewarded. Mother's no, Day, no. Uh, the other Mother's Day, uh, the other Mother's Day, Day <laughs> Fifth Mother's Day. Mothers get rewarded all the damn time. I don't That's ain't no way hold no on. mother is gonna hold sit on. here and hold on, hold on. Please, Mr. the first thing somebody Mr. think about is a mother. As soon as as soon as you go somewhere, somebody the first thing you say, Junior. how your mother doing? Don't nobody ever say how your daddy doing. No, it's always, how your mother doing? <laughs> how your mother been? Because that daddy ain't there. Where your mother at? How your mother doing? Don't nobody give a shit about your daddy. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So I ain't talking about no other father, but this one right here. Mm. This ain't about me. No, no, no. This is for my brothers out there. <laughs> 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 you because you can only speak on you. Being a father, a husband, son, all of that. Is your job a thankless job? Do you not get rewarded and shown how much you appreciate it? Hey, don't I, it's a yes or no. This ain't yes or no. Yeah. Okay, I, but I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Next. Boy, yeah. look, now, I understand, I understand what he was saying, but me personally. The things I do, I don't do it to look for in the reward. You know That's what I mean? I right do here. this to make sure that my family is good, you know. But like, like, all right, for example, like somebody had made a comment earlier when we was talking about the dude that um, took all the girls' stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somebody had made a comment and said that he was weak because a real man would have left her everything and a real man would have started over. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like no, and I mean, that's not fair for that. You know what I mean? A lot of people expect men to always be strong. Never, never need anything. Don't cry. Don't feel stressed. Don't, like, people put men in certain categories, and then it's like, we're human, too, you know? And so, to me, what he is saying, like, what she was saying, she wouldn't deal with a dude that would ask her for money. But if y'all really kicking it like that, and and he fall on hard times. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Exactly. Because when he was up, I'm quite sure he was taking care of you. So that was some selfish shit to say right there. But y'all can't keep making men seem like they supposed to do everything. Oh, the woman fuck up, so I supposed to leave and start all over, but make sure she good before I leave. You know, that's that's not fair. That's I not fair. I don't agree. Um, not what? not with you, Mac. I'm talking about with what she was saying. Mm -hmm. um, I I feel I can I can understand that that's her situation, her scenario, and how she wants to approach it. I don't agree with it because I feel like your relationship is a partnership. Yeah. If I can't, if I'm at my my lowest and I can't depend on you and vice versa, what the hell are we together for? Um, because it's supposed to be a balance. You should be able to balance each other out. Now, if every time we go somewhere and doing something, you leaning on me. There needs to be a, a, a time where y'all have to sit back and say, okay, this relationship ain't working for me. But to sit there and have an expectation that, okay, you're going to pay for this, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. To me, I feel like those are bonuses. That's perks. That's incentives. But you should never be sitting around banking on somebody else's wallet. Like if I know that I can't sit, if, if I know I can't pay for everybody to go out, if I say, hey, we all going to hang out, if I can't afford to cover everybody, then I don't need to ask for everybody to go out. If I know I can't cover myself, then I'm not going to ask for anybody, you know, like I'm not going to be sitting around like, oh, you better pay for my drink or you better do this. I don't think that's fair. But well, we got a call on the line. Call, the state your name. Call, call the state your name. Tell us where you're calling from. Hi, guys. My name is Tiffany. I'm calling from right here from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> What's on your mind? 
Hey, y'all, y'all, talk, y'all touched on a lot of subjects, um, but so the two main ones, I know right now y'all on the male-female kind of you're more, you're more than issue, welcome to I'm comment on uh, anything you Say want again. to. You're more than welcome to comment on anything we've spoken about tonight right now. This is your time. Oh, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to go back to the closure first. Okay. So to me, in my opinion, I found that needing closure is unhealthy. Because like y'all stated, you you could you can't base anything on another person. You might not never get what you need from that person. And at the end of the day, you got to go on and do what you need to do to get wherever you need to get. You know, there's people that's 40 years old and they're mourning someone that passed a long time ago. And it's like, well, why is my life in this direction? Or maybe if this person was in my life better, I could have been this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, you're 40, you're grown. So whatever is or was or could have been, you got to cut ties with that and just do what you need to do based on whatever you learned and took from life. Mm-hmm. Some people, they trying to reach out to people because they're in another state, another city, another country. Can't, you know, they can't flag them down. And it's like they can't move on with their life because they still waiting for that. No, don't wait for that. You got to go ahead and do what you got to do now. If y'all cross paths and you get to get information on a, on a whim, fine, but don't put your life on hold while you're waiting to find out why a person did what they did. If, if it's meant for you to know, it may come to you, but if not, you're waiting for that. You know, you're waiting. You're putting your life on hold to find that out when you're losing parts of your life because you're waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the new subject that you guys got on, which is, you know, I don't I, I don't like that 50-50 thing. I feel like that's a cop-out. Yes, women are getting money and we have more opportunities now in this day and all that is great by default, but at the end of the day, if we go back to the the ideal, so the ideal is to get married and have kids. Now, we're not going to go into all the details about whether you got a blended family or you had kids with somebody and you got with a new person. End of the day, if there's kids involved and there's a man and a woman, the man should not have a problem with carrying that weight financially because if anything ever happens, you won't always, you should, okay, I'm going to use the word should as a man, you should always want your wife to be the one that has the number one influence over your kids, regardless. You shouldn't be pushing for nobody else to have to raise your kids because your wife or your woman has to go out and work and make the bread. So if you fall short, I understand all that. Okay, let me work this little side job and watch the kids, but I'm not going to make as much money as you, but I'm going to bring something in so it's not like you completely by yourself. But you should be doing what you got to do to make ends meet or to get all the way back on your feet so that your wife don't have to have that pressure of worrying about financial when she should be putting her focus and her time into your kids. And again, I say that meaning, of course, kids. We're not talking about grown kids, 18, 20, whatever, whatever. Kids, you know, kids that need that that extra attention. If you out getting the money, somebody got to be pouring into the kids while you're out getting the money. Yeah. Now, but one thing with that, it, that can backfire on the woman because I've seen in many situations the woman was the stay-at-home mom and she took care of everything and uh, for whatever reason, the husband ended up leaving her. Now, she don't have no job. She don't have any experiences to go out to get a job. Now, that puts her in a bad situation. So, 
Yeah, not, not in, in this day and age, no. You would never be to the situ- to the detriment that you have no skills, you can't do nothing. You see what I'm saying? Like I say, even if you even if you home for a certain period of time, you got some type of skills. You might already went to school or been working jobs, but when you see that the kids are more important and, and somebody needs to be there full time to make sure all the you know, the house is run, then you can do that and then go back out and work or even if you work a side job. If we go there, we can go back to Proverbs 30, 31 woman. People Uh-oh. always reference that, but let's go detail. This lady had maid service. She, of course, she had children. She had a husband. She had vineyards. She made clothes. And she didn't actually work like a nine to five, as we would say in this day and time. But she had many things going on that would bring in wealth to her family. But she was still there and able to take the first priority was still taking care of her home. And that's the part that we've gotten away in our culture. It's like, oh, whatever happened where the men had to go out and go to war or, or be in the experiment, all those things that happened, okay, we get it. Now we in the new culture. But if the mindset of the man isn't still family, if, it, if it's family and I go out and work, I need somebody that I trust to be over my kids 100% not sending them all to strangers. Like men don't think like, I'm not going to say men because that's a blanket statement. Not a vast majority of the men in our culture today puts that in the forefront of their head. You paying and giving your kids to somebody else's spirit and influence. That should be a major thing. That should be a major decision-making thing. Because first of all, you shouldn't be having kids with anybody anyway. That's the first point. Then once you do have kids with in your body, or if not, your next thing should be who's going to be over my kids because this is going to be the influence that's going to be on my children. Not, mm-hmm. oh, let's get this bread. I'm going to get this bread, and if you get this bread too, is a plus. But if somebody got to take the back burner to make sure somebody's instilling something into our kids, I would want it to be you, and I'll go make the money. Tiffany trying to get a co-host spot. Tiffany, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Tiffany, yeah. felt like my seat about to get taken. I'm so glad that she'll pay me. Fuck them kids. I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you for calling in, Tiffany. We hope that you and tune that in. That is again. reality. That is a that is harsh reality too. Some women do work because they they couldn't take that. It's too much. It's, it's a real job, but it's very important. Because you're looking at your kids like, where do you learn that from? Well, where do you see your kids? How many people do your kids go through or how many people touch their kids throughout the 20, you know, within a 24-hour span? You would never know where some of the stuff they're coming from, especially nowadays that they got the internet. Well, we appreciate, they got YouTube. We appreciate the call, and uh, we hope that you will keep locked in with us every Tuesday, 6 to 8. We will be here. Okay, guys, no problem. Thanks for the uh, invite, Rudy. No problem, buddy. Thanks for calling me. All right. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right. So, so I do want to say something real quick. Um, yeah, real quick. This this conversation comes up very often now about men, money, relationships, who's supposed to work, who's supposed to take care of the children. That it comes up so often now. Um, so I did a little bit of digging just to get a, a, a little bit of insight on where, or, or did this does this make sense at all, or is it something that we just like to say? So I look back to the 1950s. I wanted to see how much the average income was in the 1950s. The average income in the 1950s was $4,500. That was the average income, right? The average house, brand new, built up from the ground, 
was $8,000. Hmm. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because when we think about a man taking care of a household, his income for the year was enough to take care of a house and feed his family. The average income in this day and age for a person is probably, I'm gonna be nice and say 30,000, but it's probably not even. $30,000 is not even enough for you to rent a room and feed yourself. So when you think about it from that perspective, does that mean that that man that is trying hard to be a, a decent person and uh, move forward in his life and in society, does that mean that he is not privy to love because of his income? Okay, 33,000, thank you, I, I don't know why I ain't asked you, but <laughs> yeah, I knew you had the numbers on the top. He was ready, he was ready. Yeah. But does that mean that that man is not allowed to have love? Is that Does that mean that that man has to wait until his income grows before he's allowed? to have a relationship and marry someone? Is that what that means? That seems a little crazy to me because if I make 33,000 and you make 50,000 or 60,000, yeah, I do wanna get better in my career, but our income together makes 80,000. I don't I don't look at it as 50-50, I look at it as a partnership. Who cares where the money came from? Our bills are getting paid. Right. We're together, we love each other. I don't. I, I, I just don't see it as, okay, this is mine, this is yours. We're married because because well, I don't want to talk about boyfriend girlfriend because that's child shit. We're married. If we're married, our money goes into a pot. If our money goes into that pot, who's to say who put in five dollars and who put in ten? The money is there. Pay the bills. Let's get things done. Let's move forward in our life. I'm gonna help you get better in your career. Please help me get better in mine and maybe see something that I didn't see before. See, I think the problem is that people are not starting from love. More often than not, we're talking about money and then we want to move to love. That's not how it works. The difference is back in the 1950s, besides bullshit, I'm not talking about bullshit relationships because people wanted to get ahead or wanted shelter and all of that. I'm talking about real relationships. The real difference is mom loved that man yes, and pop loved that woman. And Pop made sure that that woman had a roof over here because he loved that woman. He did everything that he could. And guess what? Mom did everything she could to make sure Pop knew that he loved her. She ain't talking about his fucking money, how much he brought in, didn't bring in, how much and they couldn't eat. Appreciated that he yeah. was appreciated. If they had one P between them both and they had to split the shit down the middle, it ain't make a difference. They loved each other. But the reality of today, we talk way too much about finances and material shit. We forget all about love. And love is love is just, oh well, I hope I hope we love each other. And and, nice. and and the money, you know, just comes along. But that that's 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 craziness. And that's why these relationships aren't lasting because everybody's looking at what is it that you have? Everybody standing around like this, but ain't nobody nobody wanna 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 love each other at all. Because people looking for a ladder for a come up. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it. They just want to climb up that ladder on your back. They don't want to put the blood, sweat, and tears into building and creating their own. They looking at you like, all right, you got this. Let me climb up on that. Literally and figuratively. Well, um, we are at that point in time. I don't know about um about y'all, but I had a very good time. I learned a lot today. Um I, my eyes watered slightly um but i didn't go all the way um so let's Why, you ain't getting closer, yeah? 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get closure. Yeah. Soon, soon as soon as I come back to Baltimore, we're gonna get closure, yeah. I already told you I was your father, yo. What else you want to add? <laughs> <laughs> I said you didn't get what you wanted. I told you what you wanted to know. <laughs> you still on hat? You niggas is never satisfied. <laughs> Matt, can you please help me, please? Uh any okay. your final thoughts, Matt. Um this was a great fucking show, y'all. This 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 was a great show. Like, like, I mean, I always come away from this show with something, you know what I mean? But like just listening to what Dr. Will was saying, man, it, it, it opened my eyes and my mind to, you know what I mean, a few things, you know. And I appreciate that, you know. But um man, love yourself, your loved ones, you know what I mean? Do what makes you happy long as it don't hurt nobody else you know what i mean to love respect and live life plain and simple may may um may may your name i ain't say main man may barry i'm sorry <laughs> you don't lost your damn mind <laughs> uh, mine would be um direction is more than speed um, people don't really take their time to really comb through situations, scenarios, life to really reflect and sit back and say, hey, this didn't work. Let me try to figure out how I can shift things. Well, there's a job. So if don't focus on the speed of hurrying up and getting things done. Try to actually map out a plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's it. Pop up. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, again, man, like like Max said, awesome show. Um, I definitely learned something, and I think the biggest uh, the biggest takeaway for me, and I hope other people, you know, take away the same or something along those lines. That you know, you pretty much hold the power in moving forward. You know, when you give somebody else the the opportunity to determine whether or not you're able to um, function at 100% or not, you ultimately say to yourself, I wanna stay stagnant right here until this. And even when this happens, whatever this is, um, you still may not get what you're looking for. So again, you're, you're, you're choosing to continue to, to stay into that, that same rut. And I like one, one other thing that uh, Dr. Will said, We've been taught, especially as men, we've been taught that emotions are bad. Like you, you cannot be emotional. You cannot have feelings. God forbid you cry. You cry, you're a punk ass <laughs> such and such, right? And the reality of it is there are a lot of guys who are in scenarios where they are hurt bad, you know, behind different things that have happened in their lives. And it might take that moment for you to just you ain't you don't have to make no announcement about it. Please don't do it on Facebook, man. I don't know why people cry on Facebook and just look in the camera with the shit rolling down their eyes and it's not coming out their nose and blowing bubbles and all that. And, you know, do it in private. Close your door, go in the bathroom, you know, whatever, and get whatever you need to get out and be done with it. You know, move on from there. And, and and decide that after I walk out of this bathroom, I'm this is my closure. When I walk out this bathroom, I'm closing this door, and that's the end of it right here. Yeah. Dr. Will. 
You're, hey, first of all, hey, I love y'all, man. I always have a good time on the show. Uh, Mike is not lying. Other Mother's Day is called anniversary. It's real. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, Other Mother's Day. That's a fact. Yo, men are just petty. He's not lying. That's fact. Come um, on, Will. Come on. <laughs> no, that's real. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but for real, like one of the things, that, so as the conversation evolved into um, the second topic after the video, I think we forget, like people put the premium of capital on just finances. And um, when it's a lot more than that, right? Capital is not just the money. It's time, it's effort, it's everything. And I learned that lesson big time from my wife. So um, like the, these Coombs women, they, they, they're relentless. And they do not let you get away with stuff like that. And I had this moment, right, when I got my, uh, I got my degree. And like, I'm a, I'm a doctor now, right? I'm the smartest man in the world. I've achieved. Everybody give me my praise. And my wife, Sherelle, was like, we got that degree. And I was offended. Like, I was hurt. I was like, what you mean? Like, I'm the one who did this. I stayed up all night doing these papers. I had to go through that. I had to do all this stuff. This is mine. Can I please get something, please? And she reminded me real quick. While you was in there writing them papers, dinner was always there. Your kids was taken care of. You didn't have to think about nothing but that paperwork. This house stayed together. The bills got paid. And I had to be humble. Like, that's part of the capital. No matter what I'm going to bring back with this title, none of that happens without the house staying together. Mm. And that's capital, too. That time, that, the ability for me to step away from my duties and be even less of a father, less of a husband temporarily is because she was able to pick up that slack. And I had to learn that. Like, And, and she's exactly right. Like, this degree ain't for us. It's, it ain't for me. It's for us. Um, capital extends beyond the finances. And when people start thinking about thinking outside of that box, then you start to consider what really everybody brings to the table. Damn. You just dropping all types of knowledge. Damn, <laughs> man. We got to get that GoFundMe really? going because he's out here giving out free, free therapy sessions. <laughs> well, um, uh, Shannon. You almost forgot me, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I know. It's okay. <laughs> trying to eat i'm just joking he's trying to eat that's okay um no i um i just want to say just for it's something that i actually had to kind of recognize this over the last week in vegas going through without the training and stuff it's just that like appreciate your journey appreciate where you are and what you went through to get you get to where you are things are not going to always be what we think it should be you know what i mean and you know, I've been looking at a lot of things in the wrong mindset and I had to really just be like, you know what, God, thank you that I'm able to do X, Y, and Z, or thank you that that wasn't my story, and but I'm still here. So just appreciate your journey and what, what you've been through to get where you are and what you have that allows you to continue to walk your journey. Yeah. Um, I just want to reiterate, um, he's Dr. Will, he's my cousin he's family um he's very much appreciated to me like you think i'm lying like i was very excited like i really like enjoy like because i don't get to see him like probably the last time we actually saw each other we was fucking little like little little yeah. like little little yeah. um and you know his pops and my pops first cousins um i've seen his pops more than i've seen like me and his dad spent a uh, summer together one time he was with me on the truck one time and just being able to talk to him like I don't even think your dad realized, like, I remember clearly, like, I don't remember a lot of stuff in life, but I remember clearly hanging out with him 
for a whole week just talking. Yeah. I don't know if he was talking to me about I was listening. Yeah. I was listening. I don't know if he was listening to me, but I was listening to him. Um but you know, and then you know, be able to uh us be able to do this. Um they call it nepotism, I call it knowledge, I call it doing what we're supposed to do. I have a very intelligent, uh strong black brother as a cousin, and he you know, he knows his shit. And I'm gonna use that to my advantage as long as he's willing to work, you know, come for through free. for me. And we're gonna well, I'm gonna make you know, we we blow up, we all blow up, we're gonna take care of, you know. He got a seat on this show anytime he wanted. He already know that. We got another show lined up that we're going to do already. We're talking about it, yeah. putting it together. Uh, we're not going to say what it's about because we don't want nobody taking our stuff. Um, you know how colors get. Um, but we're going to do it. But I appreciate you, cuz. Like, definitely, man. Thank you. We turned every, every time I reach out, you, 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 it's not even a question. It's just, all right, what's the date? What's the time? Let's do Boy, it. And I appreciate it. Let's work. No, definitely. I mean, what y'all doing is like every time I get an invite, like I'm more excited about you than I'm about me. I'm like, yo, because got a show, bro. They, they got a show that people watch this. They got a, they got a platform audience. So um, definitely, man, whenever you need me, I'm here. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, and and you keep us right, you know, keep us from saying the wrong thing because we we've been we we having trouble. Right now. <laughs> I couldn't save you from YouTube. I couldn't save you from YouTube. Sorry, But we'll be um, next week. We're gonna do a replay show. Um, if anybody has a suggestion, uh, we'll be on vacation. So um, I'm gonna do a replay show. I think I'm gonna chop some interviews up or something. If if you have a favorite show. Let me know or a favorite past interview. Hit our inboxes, whether it's on IG or Facebook, um, and let us know, and um, we'll play it. Um, but next uh, next Tuesday, it'll be on the same time, Tuesday after that, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., Cooling the Gang Show. Let the obstacles before you provoke the power within. We're going to go out with a little A.B. Lexington. Some shirts. I'm satisfied. From your fountain. <laughs> I'm going I out with flow rider. Thank y'all. we see y'all next week. Life without you now There's not a thirst in my soul Cause you have made me 